Are you ready to live the life you were made for? I'm Lisa Pulliam, founder of More To Be and host of this podcast, as well as seasoned life coach. I'm passionate about helping you experience wholehearted breakthrough and authentic life transformation. Through exploring timeless biblical principles combined with the best mental health coaching practices, I'll help you explore emotional, spiritual, and relational well-being so that you can uncover a life of deep purpose and lasting impact. That is the more to be life you were made for, a life aligned with God's best. The More To Be podcast is supported by our Patreon podcast community. You can become a valuable member and get access to exclusive downloadable resources, courses, and coaching at patreon.com slash more to be. On this episode of the More To Be podcast, I'm joined again by my dear friend, Kaylee Kelch. Kaylee, welcome back. Glad to have you and see you across my Zoom screen. It's good to be back. It's good to be back, right? And one of these days, we're going to get to see each other in person if COVID and travel ever changes, right? We keep saying that, and then, you know, life happens, and yeah, kids and school and COVID definitely threw a kink into a lot of our plans, so. Yeah, a lot of our plans. Uh, and I, I find that interesting that we're talking about kinks and plans because we're sitting at a place right now that I had never envisioned for more to be when I started right. it 10 years ago. So this month is the 10 year anniversary of more to be. Wow. Is that crazy? It crazy. is. How long do we know each other then? Um, when did you do? Probably has it been five years? Yeah, I think so. You did. I think training. so because yeah. it was shortly after I became chaplain that I'd taken the coaching course with you, and that then we connected after that. Yeah, so five years. So yeah, what I would love to do today uh, in this time is recount the story of more to be mm -hmm. and and kind of have this moment where we just talk about God's faithfulness, uh, and in it, my my prayer is that the application for our listeners would be like hope that God is at work mm -hmm. in the waiting and God is at work in the wandering and, right. and God is accomplishing something immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. And when we look back, we'll see it. Um, mm -hmm. and so, so, and it's interesting, the timing of recording this because I just finished up working with a client that I started with almost five years ago. Oh, wow. And, and it was a big transition for us. Like we had been preparing the, the launch. Uh, and, and so we spent the session, our last session together, recounting what God had done in her life. Mm. And I know she listens to the podcast. And so um, he has a little wink to her. Uh, but, but really, it was so encouraging to take that time to reflect where she started mm -hmm. and, and where she has come to. And I don't think that we do that very much. No. And I think that there is, um, it's so easy to continue to get buried in the weeds in a sense where you're currently at and feel like either I haven't made enough progress or I haven't made any progress and we can be really hard on ourselves. Yeah. Um, I know just speaking from, I mean, it's a little bit different standpoint, but I think regardless, whether it's emotional things that we're working on or skills or building businesses or expanding our career or parenting it's in anything but um you know the area that I am so hard on myself is with my music and 
yet if I look back where I was 10 years ago, like right now I'm starting this journey of songwriting. Right. And, and that has been such a, like, I feel like a fish out of water, even though I've been playing piano since I was a kid. So for, you know, over 30 years, um, but still feeling like this is this new skill and yet such a passion and a desire to progress in this area. And yet feeling like I'm not there, I'm not there. And I've got so much Mm -hmm. to learn. I'm so behind the, the ball. And yet if I look back 10 years ago from when we moved here, I have learned so much and I've developed as a musician, like tenfold. Yep. Um, but in the moment, I'm very much like, oh my word, I've so far. Right, right. And that my client went through that yesterday because if you're only looking forward, I think mm-hmm. you typically see what is not yet. Yeah. And, it, and it's like any road trip. The journey to the destination for the first time takes forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And then you start to understand the mile markers. Mm-hmm. When you do the trip over and over again, you, you know where you're going to go get your Chick-fil-A. You know when you're going to get gas. You know, you start to know it and you're like, oh, yeah, we're halfway there. Right. Or, yeah, you know, get your shoes on, kids. We're going to be pulling mm-hmm. in in 10 minutes, right? Um, but when we are building things, whether it's our, our businesses and, you know, shout out to all the more to be coaches who are building their coaching practices. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a ministry or if it's anybody in graduate school, raise my hand, feels like I'm never going to get to the end. Right. <laughs> you, you, it's, it's the, the waiting and the wandering. And, and here's the thing that really came to me. I had a equine assisted coaching session this morning at the farm uh, and we were talking about connection and connecting in stride. Um, and so I gave them this little exercise. It was mother, the daughter, and the little brother at this point, you know, as we're wrapping up the session. I said, let's all do this. We're going to stand up in a line together, and we're all going on my count, going to take a step. And then we're going to walk in step with each other mm-hmm. from here until we get back to the barn. And it, it's such a fascinatingly awesome feeling to be stepping in stride Mm. with somebody else and I I, yes. I felt the energy immediately like totally wrapped up my heart and you know I turned to the mom that was with us and I'm like you know what do you feel she goes energy I feel energy we're in step together and and so and, you know the the my client the daughter was smiling she's like, you know like that was kind of interesting but didn't have very much to say as would be true for a young person and the little boy was really smiling and I was thinking this is in stride with God. Like mm-hmm. when we are in step with God, even mm-hmm. if the journey ahead is not sure, and even if we're uncertain how long it will take, there's an energy and a peace and a joy that comes even in the hardship from being in stride with him. Yeah. What happens, I think, is we get anxious because it's not coming quickly enough. So we rush. And now we feel disjointed because we've stepped out of mm-hmm. being in stride with the Lord. And so I told them and this family, I'm like, next time you guys are here, we're going to actually try to do this with Teddy, the horse I partner with. Okay. Teddy walks so slow, like any slower, he'd fall over. <laughs> uh, so slow. <laughs> and the Lord and I talk about this every time. I'm like, God, you've given me this horse to slow me down. This is not my New York beat. Like... This is killing me, God. We have places to go and people to see. And he's like, doo, doo, doo. the one way 
to feel a connection with Teddy is for me to change my stride to match his. Yeah. And when I slow down to walk in step with him, it changes the dynamic of our relationship and it changes. He, he must feel just more connected. And if I increase my energy and walk a little faster, then he'll walk faster with me. Hmm. But if I get ahead of him, what happens is I'm pulling on the lead rope. I'm yeah. like, come on, come on, come on. He's like, uh-uh. Right. Nope. And that's, I think, is a picture of our relationship with the Lord of he wants us in stride with him. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that kind of taking these pauses and looking at where we have already walked with the Lord can encourage us in the waiting and the wandering and the, the pacing of ourselves as we move forward. And and I would say that's even true just in terms of emotional and spiritual growth, like getting over our anger issues, overcoming an addiction, um, not being so easily offended, like whatever the, the relational hang up we have is, we, we want it resolved yesterday. Right. And yet the Lord's like, walk with me in this. And we'll, mm-hmm. get the, we'll get this taken care of. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. So 10 years ago, this is, this is, I got to rewind even back further than 10 years ago, 11 years ago, the Lord shut down extravagant grace, which was my blog. Right. And I've shared that story on the podcast. I'll have to find the episode if I can, but the short version is that I, I was bent on being a, a, you know, headlining blogger, so to speak, um, and a speaker and work towards the publishing and mm-hmm. and I was obsessed and neglecting my family and my home and my physical health and this thing had kind of become an idol in a pretty severe way and I wasn't listening to the the conviction of the Holy Spirit I wasn't listening to the rebuke of those around me to like stop <laughs> um, until I was out in the rose garden pruning and I've shared this uh, on the probably probably shared this on the necessary endings episode. Yes. Now I'm thinking about it. Yes. Uh, and and so go back and listen to that episode. The Lord basically said you could have lots of rose bushes, and no blooms, mm-hmm. or we can do some serious pruning and you could have blooms from it. And so I obeyed and, and extravagant grace shut it down that day. And in that season of nine months of no blogging and no public ministry, God birthed the vision for more to be. And it came out of what was happening in real life as I was mentoring teenage girls. I was hosting these evening tea and chat gatherings, ETC we called it, uh, when we were at the boarding school and I was writing essentially curriculum for them. Every time that they came to a gathering, I had like a 10 minute teaching topic Mm -hmm. uh, and to match that teaching topic, I created a download, what we would call download now, a handout back in the day. Mm-hmm. So that when they came, whatever they didn't get, at least they went home with scripture on paper. That was my right. like agenda. And since many of them lived in the dorms, my prayers was that they would like hang it on the bathroom do- doors or they'd hang it in their bedrooms. And then that would be reminders and conversation starters with the girls who didn't come. So I had this huge binder of resources. And I had a couple people say to me, some moms of day students and some other people said, 
how can I get the content that you are producing and what you're doing with these girls? Like, is there a place I could buy it? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and so I had a really poignant conversation with a fellow faculty member at that time who happened to also be a graphic designer. And she's like, you know how to build websites, like put it, put it on a website. Right. And, and create resources. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could do that. So I built more to be to be the online filing cabinet of the resources that I was doing, using, creating in real life with these girls. Mm-hmm. And I just look back on it. I'm like, oh, those first things that I put up, I, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what, how to price them. So at the time, whatever I priced basically just had to cover the cost of my expenses. Right. So the cost of the website was, you know, uh, under uh, probably under $30 a month. Right. And now I can look at the cost to operate more to be and I'm like, stroke. I know. (laughs) Because the bigger, the bigger, the more expensive. Mm -hmm. And then that evolved into just a blur in my mind of choosing to go through coach training to get a credential so that people would listen to me. Like literally I did it because I felt insecure. Mm -hmm. Right. I just relate because I've done so many things because I know, right? I know God has used those things to, to grow me. Yeah. And, and I'm better off for it, but initial motives were definitely a little bit like, oh boy, I need to uh, be able to defend what I'm doing in a sense. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole reason I did it. I was perfectly happy doing what I was doing. I just wanted to, I, I always felt like for all the girls that sat in my living room, they each represented how many thousands of girls across the, the world. And somehow I wanted to get what I was giving them into the hands of girls mm-hmm. elsewhere. And so I thought, well, moms and mentors would listen to me if at least I had something that said that I was, you know, justified for certified something doing this. So by the third week of coach training, I, I knew that I, this was one of the things I was made to do in my life was to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and so then it became the beginning of the change. I, you know, coaching became part of more to be, and then coaching became a separate business and then coaching came back into more to be. And I trying to figure out how do I do this as ministry, but how do I charge fees and, and I need to charge fees because if I'm going to keep doing this and not go get a job elsewhere, I need to be paid and need to cover the cost of these rising expenses. I mean, it was like all of this was me really struggling to find how to be in step with the Lord. Right. Right. God, what is your will? You've given me this desire. You've given me this gift, given me this privilege, but how do I do this in a way that honors you? And I know there's many that are probably online ministry, business women, Mm -hmm. and the gurus have, you know, they just tell you what you should be doing all the time. And I really struggled with that because I wanted to do it the right way, quote unquote. Yep. But there was often a check in my spirit that that wasn't what I got into it for. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so at some point, I guess it was probably two years after, maybe three years after I launched More to Be, I was at a Christian women's conference. And I ended up meeting, I went to the last workshop of the whole conference, Mm -hmm. uh, and ended up, uh, 
connecting with a publisher and an agent and an okay. acquisitions editor and said, here's all this curriculum I have, what should I do with it? And, and they each kind of gave me feedback and they said, well, you probably want to think about this. You probably want to think about that. But I came home to a hurricane. And so to me, September will always be hurricane season for lots of reasons. This was October. It was also hurricane season. Okay. Um, so like an actual hurricane. Literally. Not literally. Like a... No, 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 no. We're talking literally. Not a metaphorical. Home. The house mm -hmm. is falling. <laughs> no. The kids are crazy. No. I, I had to take an early train out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to get back to New York because the hurricane was coming. And I get off the train and into the house. And instead of uh, thinking about all the needs of my family and making sure everybody had clean clothes in the basement, you know, where we were going to hide out for the hurricane, that we had all the food mm -hmm. and everything. I didn't take it very seriously because we had been hit with a hurricane the year prior and we endured really well and only had three days of no power. So I was yeah. a little cocky going into it. I will never forget. Huh, this is why wind bothers me so much. Just realized mm. I was sitting at my desk in the living room and this big bay windows behind me. And I'm hearing the trees and the wind like rattling the windows. And I'm like, I need to send one more email. I need to send one more email. <laughs> I need to write one more blog post. Like I am a total problem child in that moment. <laughs> and like the Lord's like, go get stuff together. Take care of your family. And I was like, they'll be fine. I need to take care of this Lord. Talk about idolatry, right? Workaholism, it was bad. And then the power went out and it, it was out for 10 days November. and it was cold and it was, Octo it was October. So the first hurricane was September. This was an October hurricane. And in that week, the Lord just smacked me upside the head. And again, it was like, you are not in stride with me. Right. I've given you these gifts. I've given you this privilege, but it is out of balance and you are trying to make this your own thing, your own timing, and, and you need to stop. And so I, going into that hurricane, I was going to reach out to those publishers and that agent and pitch my mm -hmm. proposal. And this is, this is, we're all about business. And 10 days later, I was like, I need a total reset. This is not the season. Right. And I sent off an email to the um, uh, agency, the publishing agency that I met with and I said, thank you for meeting with me, but this isn't the right time. And I'll look forward to connecting with you in the future. Never heard back yeah. from them. Hmm. And I went on about my business reprioritized that spring. I got this sense from the Lord that now what was holding me back was fear. And it was time to take the mentoring curriculum that I had been working on and sharing and pursue traditional publishing for it because it was, it, it was needed to get out beyond my limits. Right. The next day I get an email. I told Steven that the next day I get an email uh, that was cryptic and it said, are, hi, my name is, uh, are you represented? I'd like to connect with you. I was like, what does that even mean? I, I, I put it in the trash and then I thought, I need to go back and look at that because I kind of recognize something in the signature. And I was like, oh, that's the agency. It was a publishing agency that I had okay. connected with. Got on the phone with her uh, and she asked to sign me and had a vision for not for a mentoring book, 
but a mother-daughter devotional. Mm. And it totally resonated with my heart. We whipped together a proposal in rapid time uh, as summer was hitting, sent it off to a number of publishers. And that was one of the most difficult summers I've ever had waiting for responses from the pub co. It's called yeah, the pub I'm co. sure. And what came in was rejection after rejection. And it was, uh, we already represent somebody speaking to this audience and the audience is too small to take two people on. We, um, we think your voice is too motherly, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, all right, what do I do? Well, what I ended up doing, I was at um, a mentoring gathering with the girls at the school and they, um, one of the girls said, you should write a book. We need it. I was like, well, funny you should say that. The publishers don't think that I'm the right person for the job. Right. And they're, they're like, well, we think you're the right person for the job. And so I, I went back home. I told my husband that. And he's like, then write it. And I hold away over, a, I think it was spring break by that point. And I wrote Journey to Freedom, which is a Bible today for teenage girls that is still to this day being purchased and I will run into people like one of my closest friends in this new place that I live in. She's like, you wrote journey to freedom. I did it with my girls. Like before I knew you, it was crazy. My word. I know, I know. And so, so here I have this like teenage Bible study. I've got this ministry to, about mentorship and my publisher comes back to me uh, or my, my um, publishing agent comes back to me and says, you know, what if we write something for women from the perspective of coaching and transformation? And I was like, well, I don't really like the name you're pitching to me for the title of the book, but I like the concept. Why not? Had no idea at the time that agreeing to, to write this book proposal, that the book would be accepted. I really didn't think I'd have a chance. And what came mm -hmm. out of that was meet the new you. Right. Um, uh, and what I didn't realize is how much that would pivot the direction of more to be because mm -hmm. it was impossible, even though I tried so hard for so long to have a focus on reaching teenage girls and a focus on reaching adult women. And in, mm. from a marketing perspective, um, that was two completely different audiences. And so it's essentially like two different businesses and to try to care for both meant caring for each less than what I needed right. to do. Like, and I, I was mad really, honestly, I'm like, I have this ministry to teenage girls. I'm in the middle of writing this book contract and God is relocating us. Mm -hmm. hundreds of miles away where I'll not have a mentoring group of teenage girls again. Right. And so it's so fascinating to me. He shifted the ministry before he shifted me. Mm. And, and, and looking back too, I mean, like he provided for your family's needs financially in that moment. Yeah. It, it didn't turn you into a multimillionaire or New York Times bestseller. No. <laughs> list. no. And yet like there's there's faithfulness in that in the small things that yeah. we we 
we look at, you know, measuring success in these big terms and yeah. yet God's faithfulness is in every aspect, not just when we go big, right? Quote, go big. God does things his way. Correct. And you have no idea the lives that have been changed by that book. He cares about the 10,000 that did read it. I mean, I don't even know your numbers on it. I'm just like throwing out that, that those souls are not any less important to him than if it had been bigger. Well, exactly. And he's so kind that whenever I'm overcome by like a sense of failure or I didn't measure up, or if only I had known, or if only I had done, um, He gives me something to remind me that that's not what it was ever about. And I got a message a week ago through Facebook from a person I don't know who showed up at a new church and this church, I don't even know what church this is. This church gives every visitor the freedom to pick a book from a, a stack of books and meet the new you is in that stack of books. And she picked up that book and read the first chapter and reached out to me on Facebook and said, she shared with me her current life struggles, where she was at, what she had prayed and how my book answered the concerns on her heart. Those are beautiful moments. I cried. I I know I would. (laughs) I cried because I was like, Lord, I'm so blinded to see your work at times. I know. You know, I, I forget that you care about every single hair on our head and that you pursue us with a deep love and desire for our hearts to be you know, aligned with his and for our lives to be in stride with him. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I look at the fruit of my labor and say, God, thank you for giving me the ability to produce. You mm. accomplish the harvest your way. Right. But the problem is most of us go into seasons of, of sowing because we've already decided what the harvest should look like. Yes. Or, right. or we're aiming for something right. specific. We, we, we know what we want the crop to be. Right. And when it doesn't turn out that way, then what do we do? Right. There's a um, lot of different things we do. (laughs) Right. Right. We pitch a fit. We get mad. We cry. We retreat. We We feel so disappointed and such like a failure and we, we give up. We, yeah. And some, some of us run, some of us us fight harder. Yeah. There's, there's all these different things. So we, um, we have a friend who, um, has started a, 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 floral farm okay uh in her yard i'm gonna actually put a link to it just because maybe somebody local will support her yeah she's doing the flowers for my daughter's wedding oh cool. uh, which is amazing uh walnut hill flower farm it's called so we go over to to look at the flowers that she has planted that are going to make for the centerpieces and the bugs that have destroyed her crop yeah is heartbreaking uh and and yet there's something really interesting so she's got these sunflowers that look like miniature sunflowers 
So, you know, a sunflower, imagine a sunflower yeah. head being like six or eight inches. Right. These are like um, two to three inches big at the most. Mm. They're, they literally are miniature because she had planted the seeds in the, in, you know, in her basement and wanted to transplant them into the ground, but couldn't at the time that they needed to be transferred into the ground because of the bugs that had been infesting that bed. Okay. So by the time she planted them in the bed, they continued to grow, but not to the size that they normally should have grown. So she ended up with this crop of miniature sunflowers. <laughs> and I was like, this is brilliant. These are adorable. I want all of these miniature sunflowers. I just think, I don't know, there's just something really special about it. And I think there's two ways to look at that. Like yeah. either, you know, it's screwed up or right. it's redeemed. Right. Right. It's it's redeemed. And so there's oh, been many good. things along the way of more to be that from the outside look phenomenal. Right. But no one knows that I intended for, you know, eight foot sunflowers and ended up with miniatures. It's true. <laughs> right. Um, and, and so that, that kind of becomes a challenge when you are pursuing growth and pursuing fruit and what you intend and you imagine right. doesn't line up with what your circumstances look like. Right. Well, and I know we've said this before, but, um, it's so easy to, man, I cannot think of the name of the book and I did not read it. Like I just read the first chapter and I was like, I can't do this because it was, it was a, it was a book about in general, like, you know, just the, the power of your mind and positivity and being connected with God. It was a Christian author, but it just, I felt the weight of like, if I did it just exactly like he did it, like he's this speaker, author, mm -hmm. New York times bestseller. And so like, I'm not following the formula, right. To get the end results. And I'm not thinking enough positive things. I'm not going after enough things. And it's like, no, that that's his story. And are there principles that maybe I could learn? Yes, but I couldn't, I I'd recognize like I wasn't in a place to read it because I was going to be comparing yeah. <laughs> everything versus like the general principles, because it seemed so specific of like, you've got this, like you can change your life. You know how the, I mean, yeah, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. and I was like, oh no, I just can't do it because I, I recognize that that's not that's not the nature of the message, you know, and, and that's not the nature of my journey. Right. And that's okay. Right, right. I think that's a really helpful point. Because no matter whether we're building a ministry or uh, working on a business or pursuing personal growth, the challenge is that comparison. Mm -hmm. When we when we tr try to keep stride with another human being, yeah. not for the sake of connection, but as a result of competition, we will miss walking the walk that we're supposed to walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, and that has been something I've had to check my spirit on over and over and over again. It's, it's hard. And so it makes me think, I want to look at um, Psalm 37. You know, we always have to get into the scriptures. And this is where the Lord has really brought me, especially because I'm at a new pivot season, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've certified as an equine assisted coach. I'm 
have the privilege of working out of, of a barn in, in Pennsylvania where they support what I do. Uh, I am seeing the fruit of that work. Uh, and yet I'm like, yeah, but Lord, like, where's this going and how is this going to work? And right. it's, you know, not necessarily around the corner from my house. And I still have, you know, all these other things to do and all these other responsibilities. And, and I don't want to go back and have to go through the lessons that I pre you previously took me through. Right. I want to do this in step with you. And so I think that's why he keeps on bringing me back to Psalm 37. And uh, uh, verse 3 says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. And time and time again over the last 10 years, I have prayed this, God, not my will, but yours. Mm -hmm. And I've prayed, you know what I want. And I, I, pr I pray that today. Lord, you know what I want. You know what I'm good at. You know where I show up and, and display your glory and convey you know, the aroma of Christ. So here are my desires. I'm committing everything I do to you, Lord. Right. And so... I got to trust that you're going to help me on this. And exactly. It, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, but you know, if you read through, um, you know, verse six says he will make your innocence radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the new day sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Don't lose your temper. It only leads to harm. And, I, you know, for years I thought, why is that in there? Why, why are we talking about anger, rage, and temper and doing harm to others in this section when we've just been talking about committing our desires to the Lord? And I look at this now, I'm like, duh, because what happens when we don't get what we want? Mm. We usually start pushing back against things. Right. We get angry. We get frustrated. Some people get passive. Well, we try to, we try to make, make it happen then in our own will and way, right? which usually involves running over other people. <laughs> right. Running over other people, being irritated not being still in the presence of the Lord, not waiting patiently for act, being worried about what everybody else is doing and how they're getting ahead. I mean, this is literally like a blueprint for every entrepreneur and yeah. non-for-profit leader and, and business person, right? Because, this in Romans 12. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so, you know, continuing through, like he's reminding us, the wicked will get this, but the godly will get this. Um, and, and, you know, the reminders in verse 16, it's better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just that check on the spirit and verse 18 and check on the motives. Right. But when we doubt God's faithfulness, we take matters into our own hands. Mm -hmm. And when we take matters into our own hands, we look at how other people are doing it and try to re reproduce what they're doing. Yeah. Right. And it could be. A mom raising children it could be a women's ministry at church that doesn't have enough people in it compared to the church ministry six miles away right right it could be 
um, the classroom teacher who teaches section A and section B, the kids look like they have more smiles on their face, Yep. right? Like it could be the wife who looks at the neighbor's husband who smiles at his wife in a different way. Yep. Right? On and on. On and on and on. When it doesn't look like the way we think it should look, what do we do with that? Right. And that's, the, that is the scary thing. Like we have to have a plan for that. And the plan that the Lord is reminding me of again and again is to remember his faithfulness, mm -hmm. to take pause and look back and, and do that stones of remembrance of where did God show up and where did he already provide uh, and, and to remember who he is, you know, verse 18 says day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times and even in famine, they will have more than enough. When we're desperate, we make bad choices. Yeah. Right. That's true. And I mean, you said it before with verse five, you know, committing everything to God and then trusting him. Yeah. And so I just want to read this one last portion, verse 23 and 24. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. And, and again, just I wish you guys were with me this morning when the four of us walked down this corridor between the pastures. Like, we were not holding hands but we felt energy from choosing our stride to match each other's. Right. And I just think how remarkable if we say, God, here's my hand. I want to walk in step with you because when I'm connected to you that way, you will direct my, my ways. You will take me where I need to go at the pace I need to get there. And, yeah, I don't, I don't want to rush ahead and drag God along. <laughs> no. Right. Right. And I, I don't want him to drag me along because no. I'm trying to go in another direction. Well, and I don't, that's not what he wants. And when he says, no. take my yoke upon me for it's easy, a yoke is not a, you know, let me, let me take your lead and you will follow me. I know he calls us to follow him. Don't, like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah. take it, but, but it's a, joint partnership the two oxen together moving in unison like you're talking in stride together versus a here i'm going to pull you along um and i think he desires that and and clearly he's you know leading and guiding and yet there's so much more of the walking together yeah. and then maybe stepping over things or taking a yeah. right hand corner but you're taking it together yeah. and and yeah. 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 That's a so, really beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture. And one of the exercises we did during my, um, my natural life friendship training was that we, we locked arms with our partner and, and did the walking exercise with them. And then we did it again. And one person had to have their eyes closed while the other person mm. took the lead. And that just wakes up your body and brain in a really interesting yeah. way, makes you much more aware of what's going on around you. And I, I remember that very clearly thinking, I want this with the Lord. I want to be so aware of his presence around me 
mm, that yeah. every step I take, I can take blind and trust that he knows where he's leading me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing that the, I want to close with one more, like Psalm 23, the Lord has been just, I, these words have been ringing through my head and I think it's because my mother-in-law is, you know, diagnosed with terminal cancer and we're watching the dying process. And, and so it's not surprising to me that this is on my heart, but it, it, if we believe this, then walking in step with him and trusting in his faithfulness could come more easily. Yeah. And so, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Just those two things. Like, are we connected enough with God to rest when he says rest and to stand beside a peaceful stream when he says, hey, we're going to stop here, right? Um, He he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths bringing honor to his name. I, um, first time I worked with this horse, Henry, I, I come up from the field with him and I come up past the outdoor arena and past his pasture to turn into the barn area. And he wouldn't come with me at the turn. I was like, what is his problem? Well, he doesn't like to step on the gravel. So he wants to be in a foot and a half width of grass that's adjacent to the fence. And I had to look at him and watch him and figure out what are you trying to tell me? And once I figure that out, I always take him on that grass path, right? I don't ask him to walk on the gravel because clearly it doesn't feel good on his little hoobies. So <laughs> we, we take the other way and that's the kindness of God, right? That he will notice what is uncomfortable and hard for us and sometimes he'll be like you got to go sure Let's go sometimes he'll scoop us up and carry us over that and sometimes he'll say okay i'll walk this way with yeah. you um and so even when i walk through the darkest valley i will not be afraid for you are close beside me your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. It's God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. It is, and then it's our job to accept that and to rest in it. Yeah, yeah, which is always hard to do. Yeah, I know. I know, but we can, and I think we need these reminders. Yes. Of of okay, Lord, I want to walk in step with you. Yeah. As I as I trust in your faithfulness, evidenced by what you've already done, right. the way you carried me through the hardships, even when I am in the valley of the shadow of yeah. death, uh, and even when I've gone through that, and even when I approach it again, Lord, you are there, uh, and you you lead me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Kaylee, thanks for having this trip down memory lane. Yeah, I was, it was a good trip down memory lane. Yeah, it's a really good trip down memory lane where God had us and where he has us now. I know. All right. Would you be willing to pray for us? Yeah, happy to. 
Dear Jesus, uh, we continue to give each of our journeys to you and uh, all of our listeners that you would continue to guide us in your unique way and your unique plan for each one of us. Um, Lord, may we rest in you and may we May we continue to commit all of our plans to you so that we may walk and stride um, in partnership with you for whatever plan that you have for our lives, whether it's in our homes or our workplace or ministry opportunities, that we may just uh, fulfill all that you have in store for us and that we would love like you loved and that you would just pour out your blessings upon us. May we remember your faithfulness and your goodness to us. And may we um, share your love with everyone we meet. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that we were able to do this, uh, Kaylee. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the More to Be podcast. I do pray you've been filled with hope as you consider what it means to experience wholehearted breakthrough and authentic life transformation. And I'd love your support uh, in continuing this podcast by having you become a valuable podcast community member through patreon.com slash more to be. I just want to mention Patreon's pretty neat. It's something new that we are using. And so you can choose your membership level. So the starter member uh, starter level is $10 a month. And with that, you get exclusive con uh, content plus giveaways for free coaching. We will draw a $10 a month member uh, as a free coaching uh, session each month. At $29 a month, you become a sustainer member, which is really significant for us to keep the podcast going. Uh, with that, you will also get the exclusive content plus the giveaway for a coaching session, plus free access to our Infuse Life Transformation course and $25 off the Align Coaching Package. Um, and after three months, you'll get a more to be mug. So that's pretty cool. And then as a sister member, you really keep things going at more to be So that is a $79 a month membership. And with that, you get everything with the previous two memberships, plus a signed copy of Meets New You, uh, and one-year sisterhood membership. So that's all of our resources that we have available. And you also get a monthly coaching session. And that coaching session would be with me. So if you want to spend 45 minutes a month live with me, uh, you can join our Patreon community as a sister member and you get all of what we have to offer, plus a tote bag, because I like tote bags. Very cool. Yeah, so it's a really cool way for us to connect, really, mm -hmm. and to put into action what comes out on the podcast any of our listeners and our community members and then it keeps the podcast going so that is super helpful all right everyone may you continue to live the life you were made for a life that is truly aligned with god's best